Hi, and welcome to the Cricket Shepparton Show. This is part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening around Cricket Shepparton. This show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the summer season on 1FM Shepparton Radio. So let's have a listen to see what's happening on the Cricket Shepparton Cricket Pitches this week. Morning everyone and welcome to the Cricket Shepherd and Show here in the studios of 1FM 98.5. Absolutely fantastic to have your company over the next 45 minutes as we delve into all the issues regarding local cricket. We've got some royalty in the studio with us that we'll talk about uh, in the not too distant future. But today's top of 32 degrees if you're looking to get out there and play some cricket today. Make sure you slip, slop, slap. As Joshy Revens mentioned before in his weather program, thanks to you, Josh, for pressing the buttons this morning. Fabulous to have you here along. Not the stats man. He's got COVID, so um, hopefully he'll be back next week and he'll be ready to roll. We're certainly thinking of your stats man because we know how much work you do on a voluntary basis here at 1FM, and it's awesome. But we've got the Cricket Shepparton Show. It's round four. We're three games in. Round four today. Some big fixtures that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But uh, just going on last Sunday, a massive event occurred in the Cricket Shepparton um, fraternity, if you want to call it that. 1922 it all started, and obviously the year 2022 brought about 100 years of Cricket Shepparton Cricket. And I've got the organiser, and he's been with me a, a couple of shows already, so he's very accustomed to this studio and to talking to me on a Saturday morning. Daryl Butcher, the organiser of, of the Team of the Century, mate. How does it feel firstly now that it's all done? It's, it must be a big weight off your shoulders. Um, but I certainly know, and I, and I look at you, and I know how much enjoyment you took out of organising it. And then for the event to take place, and how does it feel now that it's all done and dusted and, and it was such a successful afternoon? Um, relieved, to be, to be honest. Uh, until you, it happens, you just don't know how it's going to happen. The best plans can always go wrong, but... The moment I stood up on that stage and looked down over the audience and I just saw what I termed then as uh, Shepherd and Cricket and Royalty in that room and it was packed and they were having a good time and I thought, well, you know, it's all it was worthwhile. All right. yep. Yeah. So this week's been uh, just one of a bit of tidy up. Um, I've just been in touch with the players and thanked them for their participation and uh, I just hope they enjoyed it and uh, all the responses that I got back were extremely positive and I think they had a good time because there were some good reunions went on. I think there's a couple of uh, fellas a little bit tender on uh, Monday morning. As there should be. Uh, certainly was a well attended event. We know how much work um, went into it. Just a quick one from me to you regarding when did it all start? Like when did you start thinking, yep, this is a role for me. This is this is what I want to do. I want to be able to achieve this for Cricket Shepherd in 100 years and, and get these players and the stories and, and that sort of stuff. When did when did that all happen? The first communication started back in uh, 2000, last year, yep. uh, in February last year. and then So February the, last year, and yeah. this has happened, I remember well, where we're talking a good the plan was Yeah, the plan was to have it um, um, in last November, but COVID uh, knocked that out. So... The process had started then and uh, we were starting to look for names and that sort of thing and work out how we might coordinate it and uh, what the criteria was. 
Um, with the changing of the guard, with David uh, Delir stepping down and a new committee coming on board, we really had to take stock. Yeah, and you needed someone who was going to yeah. push through, and that, yeah. was, that was you. And somebody who'd been involved right from the word go, and uh, that was me. Uh, Dave was going to give me a hand, but uh, he had some health issues along the way, and uh, it sort of landed back my way. But uh, a lot of people, I reached out to a lot of people, and they were very cooperative. Well, I certainly speak on all in Cricket Shepparton's behalf um, for the amount of work put in by yourself, mate. So congratulations. Great effort. The majority of this morning's show to listeners will be predominantly... Um, tidying things up and finishing things off yep. with Team of the Century. Um, and in saying that, we've got a couple of inductees that we're going to be interviewing and talking about some of their cricket stories over the time. And one of those people is Gary O'Brien. Gobbo, welcome to the show this morning. Um, how does it feel to firstly be in the studios of 1FM, talking cricket and uh, and being inducted, more importantly, last Sunday afternoon? I know how much joy it brought to you when I saw you on Monday and, and how you really enjoyed Sunday's event and talking to people that you um, made great friends with over that period of time when you were playing cricket. Yes. Thanks, Digger, and thanks, Daryl, for all the organisation. Sunday was, was a huge thrill for all cricketers just to gather 200 cricketers mm. in the room, and I probably knew 180 of them. Great friends, played with and against most of them. And to be named in the team of the century, well, that's certainly the biggest thrill I've had in cricket. And um, it was a great day for everyone. Yeah, an exciting day. Just yeah. something for you, Gobbo. Um, cricket is your, it's, it's your passion, isn't it? It's your number one sport. I know you say you're not much of a golfer, and usually you get cricketers who can play a bit of golf as well, but that was never your, that was never your go, but cricket certainly was your go. The highest run scorer in cricket, Shepard, and it's a, it's, a, it's a massive kudos to you, mate, for the for the the way that you played back in the day? Yes, well, I, I suppose I first got interested in cricket at primary school and um, my parents bought me a cricket bat with uh, Gary Sobers on it and I, I said, um, said to my parents, is this guy any good? And uh, <laughs> lucky enough, in 1971, I saw him make 254 on the MCG and I realised he was pretty good. So from then on, Digger, whenever there was a game of cricket in the nets in the vacant blocks around where I live near Shepparton High School, I was ready to play, yeah. And and cricket for you, the highest level, was that... Talk to us about the highest level of cricket because we talk about, you know, now it's it's starting to switch. We're talking T20 cricket, bush bash, big bash, there's all that sort of stuff. That wouldn't have even... You know, anything, um, you know, under a, a lot of overs back in the day wouldn't have been considered cricket back then. So for you, um, the highest level of cricket that you, that you certainly played back then got... Well, I suppose we're very lucky. Um, I did try it in Melbourne for a while, but when you played in regional cricket then, um, there was no one-day cricket in T20, so quite often we got state teams to play in Shepparton, lots of international teams, and I suppose the peak for me was playing against the test team, Sri Lanka, on the Deakin, on a <clears throat> on a work day, and there were thousands of people there. Yeah. And your club, you, you started out at St, uh, St Brendan's, and there was a merger that took place, was it in the early 80s? 82. Yes. 82. Yeah. Okay, so you're playing for St Brendan's. Uh, I assume Central Park, were they closely located to St Brendan's, or how did it all work, Gob? Tell us about the merger, and Daryl, feel free to chime in. You know, this is a good what, 40 years ago now, that yeah. the club has, you know, gone on. Six, it's been a successful merger of the two clubs. You've won however many flags in that period of time. Um, just talk about, you know, what your feelings were like 
when St Brennan's, I don't know, were they going under or, or how did it work? Were the numbers not there? What, what was the, the prompter in getting the merger up and going? So I, I would say looking back, Digger, St Brennan's was a very strong club. Um, and then recruiting-wise, we got lots of good players. All those players tended to be footballers, Mick Mulligan, Peter Morley. So after winning a flag, they sort of left and went and concentrated on footy. And we never had a club rooms. So we're at the stage where we had 11 great players, in, including Greg Connors, who played for Australia. But with one team, we thought we need another club. We need club rooms. Central Park was the perfect uh, mix for, for and what us. was what was Central Park's situation at the time? Were they were, were they happy to take it on board? Was it was it like because sometimes mergers happen. One club's keen to do it. The other ones like you know a bit resentful. They don't want to do it. They, they they feel as though they're still one club. Was it any sort of animosity between it all, or did it just all happen and everyone got along and it was all great? No, <clears throat> pretty good really. But when you get together, you find there's a different culture. Central Park had been very strong. With, they'd been losing, so they were happy to accept some of our better players. They had one of the doyens of administrators in Paul Dean, and he made it go. Him and Barry Ward set it up and made sure it worked. You wouldn't meet a nicer guy than Barry Ward from Central Park. So everything was going to work. Yeah, I remember Barry well playing and uh, with and against him. Daryl, your memories of the, of the merger? Back, no, you, no, I wasn't oh, around back then? in the merger okay, days. So I didn't get here till uh, '89. So okay. it was well and truly in place when, by the time I got here. Gob bowlers that you rated back in the day. Who were the scariest bowlers that sort of whizzed it past your nose? And yeah, you know, I mean helmets. <laughs> not it's not the rule that we know it today that we've um, all got to wear them. Um, I know that you would have worn one back in the day i've seen pictures of you with yeah. helmets that sort of stuff did you have some bowlers there that were quite scary oh yes <clears throat> plenty of bowlers um hand rolled wickets uncovered wickets so two-piece balls so the first wow. 10 years you were on your toes kent crosby is probably one of the best peter collier youth club paul baldy those sort of guys early for sure before yeah. helmets are in and did they give it to you as well when the when the ball was past the bat and they'd run up to you and sort of give you a bit of a mouthful? Is that how it worked? Very enjoyable. Yeah. Yes, they did. And you weren't short of a word too in coming back. Have you got any stories that, that, that you want to mention? Uh, that or am I sort of throwing you under a bus a little bit? Like, is there anything that you can remember from those boys um, that you can probably say it on air? Oh, well, probably playing against youth club at Carabock Park. We were playing... So that's the one back behind Safeway. Yeah. yeah we used to love Carabock. Yeah. And yeah. Peter Collier, <clears throat> he was quite crazy. Coke bottle glasses coming <laughs> off the fence. And um, we managed to get past his first spell. And in the second innings, we were batting on a wicket that had been wet and dried out. And I was quite slow. And I thought, I'm going okay here. And um, next over, he rattled me in the rib cage. And Dennis Rafferty, the keeper, said, I told him at the end of the last over, you thought he was pretty weak. So, yeah. <laughs> That's all it took. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair point. Um, your best memories of, 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 of cricket? What's, what's the – obviously the premierships are, yeah. are big because that's why you play team sport. But, uh, you know, besides that, other memories that you can think of? Oh, well, I suppose the first premiership at St Brennan's with uh, – it was loaded with footballers. We'd lost a few. And uh, even on the day of the grand final, Mick Mulligan disappeared to coach United at Tatura. When he came back, he said, how did we go? That, they were great times. My cousin Mick O'Brien was the administrator, a bit like Daryl Butcher at Central Park now. So that was special. Um, yeah, that's probably the number one for me, Digger. Okay. And the move to Kyala. There was there was a period of time where your, your run had ended at Central Park St Brendan's. Yeah. Um, and you felt the need that it was time to change clubs. Um, many great players do it. 
you felt the need to go to Kyala, which what was what was the talk behind then like was it was it building in that season prior to you going that you thought your time was up you're going to move or was it just a snap decision that you're going I oh, know oh probably we had good sides and we just couldn't win that flag we just couldn't finish it off and uh, the pressure builds up criticism happens you know we're a critic of ourselves too and um I think the catalyst they decided to sack Rob Delutis as captain and I said if you do that the next time you're playing me you'll make a hundred um, You'll make a hundred, or he'll make a hundred. No, not me. I oh. said Delutis would. I was a bit past forty. I wasn't. I wasn't guaranteeing anything at that stage. Where were you batting back then? Oh, I was batting, still batting four or five. Okay. Yeah, but you still have a bit of back trouble and that. You know, things wear out, <laughs> and they come good later if you're lucky. Yeah. But um, and also the Deacon was as flat. Damien Woodman couldn't get it to bounce higher than a foot, so he got eight wickets for the season. He copped a lot of criticism too. So. Okay, yeah, so he made the move with you from yeah, Central Park, um, yeah. and by the sounds of it, Rob Delutis yeah. as well. And, and I decided. Were Kyala struggling at the time, or? Oh no, they were, they were pretty on. good. They, they were manning a challenge, and um, yeah, I decided to go too. And probably the best comment I got out of that was um, out of Katandra, one of the Shannons. He said, "Here comes Gob now. He's a sheep. He just followed Delutis yeah. and Woodman out there. Yeah, so yeah, I've got plenty of that. that. That's yeah, all right. That's okay. It's all part of it. Butch, have you got a question for for Gobbo at all, or?" Uh, well, I've had lots of conversations with Gob uh, over this journey and, ah, look, he's just a magnificent cricketer. I think we've selling him short saying that he's uh, he scored over 12,000 runs for Cricket Shepparton. I reckon there could be quite a few more than that and so does Gob. Um, so, no, he's just a pleasure to work with. I've enjoyed his company. Gob, cricket now? Like, do you still... What's life like now? I know, obviously, we, we work together at school yeah. um, and we have a lot of uh, a lot of banter about the game. Um, just for your own personal life, because we don't see you, or like I don't see you outside of that, like, is cricket still something that you can sit down, watch, have a beer, or is it... Yeah. Yeah? What, 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 oh, yeah, what? I still love cricket, of course, Digger, and um, went to the MCG last year and saw bowl and get those wickets, but... What you also I like... went to the MCG a few years back and... and uh, yeah. We were at a P. We were supposed to be at a PD, isn't that right, Gary? And we yeah. we watched Sachin play. Yeah, would John Cortese be listening this oh, morning? Let's hope not. <laughs> okay, so I, I was teaching at Shepparton High School, and uh, we're at a PD in Melbourne, and Tendilka was playing. It's at the, the one end. PD of the year that you want to go to yeah, as a teacher. Yeah, we don't seem to be able to get there anymore. <laughs> Maybe because of past misdemeanour. Oh, so I was sitting down to watch the game. And I saw two teachers who were teaching my daughter at Notre Dame also arriving at the game, Gino Saraceno and Paul Chicarico. As a parent of that uh, students at that school, we? no, I was quite dismayed. Really, <laughs> was yeah. worth worth the visit to watch Tendilka. Unreal. Look, the the day, the afternoon last Sunday before we we're going to go to a break in about uh, two or three minutes, and then stick with us on One FM because we're going to be talking to the captain of the team of the century, Dave Shaw. Uh, legend of Cricket Shepherd and lives up in Queensland now so he'll be an hour behind in terms of time but don't worry he'll be he'll be coming forward just as much as he goes back because we know um, how well he talks himself up and cricket up and all those sorts of things we'll talk to Dave Shaw in a moment Gobbo just in terms of like cricket yourself and 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 life in general what what has the sport given you 
Well, it's still giving me a passion. I love talking to young players now, and I notice now they're a lot better coached than I was because, you know, we're talking TV, access to good coaches, video, and I see the kids now, um, the opportunities here are amazing, still presented by Shep Cricket Association. So their techniques at 15 are way and above what I had. I probably picked up a bit when I went to boarding school, got coached by Ray Carroll, the doyen of cricket coaches. Um, but the access they got to coaching now, if they're keen, maybe not the same number of kids play, but the good ones are at a very high standard. And as a veteran of the game, how do you see, like, cricket is... It's in that transitional stage. We've talked with Butch before in, in episodes gone by about, you know, everything sort of shifting towards wonder. You would have seen the Kerry Packer era and, and the yeah. amount of change that happened when, when that the coloured clothing and the white ball and all that sort of stuff. Now yeah. we're moving towards Big Bash... IPL, T20 cricket, kids want to just get out there and smash the ball and not even worry about their technique as much. Um, just your thoughts on where you see cricket at? Yeah, I see a bit of both. I think the strong technique will get them through yeah. the big bash and the T20. They must have a good defence still, but the emphasis is on attacking. You know, sides can chase down big totals now. Um, and, and maybe Shepherd and cricket now, with the way society is, needs to go to one day's and maybe a 2020 competition to go with it. Because you see it in the classroom, don't you? Like, there's there's many kids now with lots of alternatives to, to, to playing cricket. There's yeah. so much out there. Yeah. Um, so the challenge is for, to try and retain these young kids yeah. playing cricket and make it more exciting and appealing for them. Yeah, because the good sportsmen, really, football's very attractive. It seems to have a big hold. So the good ones who want to play cricket, I think we've got to, got to make it right. And I think Shep Cricket's doing pretty well at the moment. Yep, um, I was just going to say, I'd just like to endorse what Gob said about uh, the early days of coaching and um, that sort of thing. I was in northern New South Wales and it wasn't until I was 16 that I found somebody that wanted to coach me. It, they just weren't available. Yeah. And uh, as you said, if you were lucky to, uh, you made your own way and if you were lucky enough to get there, well, you got there. But, um, yeah, things have changed and mm. that's good. It, it's a change for the better. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Been a pleasant 20 minutes already. Stick with us on 1FM 98.5. You're listening to the Cricket Shepparton Show in the studio. Gary O'Brien, the inductee, a team of the century, the organiser, Daryl Butcher, myself, Paul Digger-Tricarico, the host. And we're going to be talking with the captain of the team of the century after this break with Dave Shaw. Looking for a new career or know somebody locally who is? Flavorite is Australia's largest glasshouse grower of fresh fruit and vegetables that operates right here in the Goulburn Valley. Flavorite offers permanent, part-time and casual roles in various departments across the business, such as crop care, picking, packing and more. Hourly paid roles with attractive and achievable bonuses. No experience necessary with on-the-job training provided. Flavorite prides itself on providing a great team culture and supportive environment with unlimited opportunities to grow a career in agriculture. There are multiple positions available right now, so to find out more, visit flavorite.com.au or call us on 0356231693. Station sponsor. As we age, maintaining good health and living a pain-free life can become more difficult. Are you somebody who suffers from regular back or sciatic nerve pain? 
The Natural Approach Healing Centre in Kyabram has been treating people with these conditions for more than 30 years. Don't put up with pain any longer. Book an appointment at the Natural Approach Healing Centre in Kyabram today. Most people only need one or two sessions. Call Sharon today on 0416 494 476. That number again, 0416 494 476. You will also find us at www.naturalapproach.com.au. Station sponsor. A mosquito plague is currently raging across the 1FM listening area. To make things worse, the mozzies can carry diseases like Ross River fever, Barmophorus virus, and the potentially deadly Murray Valley and Japanese encephalitis. So prevention is our goal here at Jason's Pest Control. We have sonic mozzie repellers. They admit a sound wave that only the insects can hear, and the mozzies simply leave the area. No smoke, no smells, and better yet, no mozzies. With a 100% money-back guarantee, call Jason's Pest Control now. 1-800-599-699. 1FM sponsor. We all have our own purpose in life, and it's different for everyone. It could be looking after the land or bringing smiles to your customers. Maybe it's building a dream home to raise your family. Maybe it's to keep studying and learning or coaching and staying connected to the community. No matter what you're here to do, GMCU are here for you. GMCU, banking with purpose. Visit gmcu.com.au or speak to your local team today. Station sponsor. G'day, Andrew Skinner here. You're tuned into Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one stop for all the sporting news. Welcome back to the Cricket Shepherd and Show here in the studios of 1FM 98.5 in Northern Victoria. And we've got the captain of the team of the century with us on the line all the way from the Northern States, Queensland. Dave Shaw, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us, Shorey. Much appreciated. We've got Gobbo uh, lined up for you. And we've got Daryl Butcher, of course, the organiser of the team of the century in the studios with us just to make you feel a little bit more comfortable, mate. Thanks for availing yourself. Uh, how, how are things up in Queensland at the minute? Queensland at the Sunshine Coast, absolutely beautiful. Uh, trying to have a game of bowls this afternoon and might listen to a few races. No, all good on the Sunshine Coast. Sensational, mate. It was sensational to listen to you last Sunday as well. And congratulations from all here in Cricket Shepherd and for, well you know, a truly deserved captain of the team of the century. Butch, did you want to run through some of the players that Shorey would, would captain as a result of last week? Yeah, I'll just quickly go through the team. At the, the first person we picked was uh, Bill Jasper-Jones. Uh, Ian Satori was at two. Rowan Larkin, three. Gary O'Brien, four. Greg Luscombe, five. Chris Keedy, six. Norm MacArthur, seven. David Shaw at eight and was captain. Uh, the keeper for the team of the century was the late, great Clyde Young. Uh, and the opening bowlers were Damian Woodman and Paul uh, Flower-Whitelock. And the 12th man was Brian Doyle. Excellent. Now, was that the batting order? Shorey, was that your batting order or was that just how it rolled out? No, just how it rolled out. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just trying to be smart. That's all. Shorey, thanks, mate. Look, in terms of your cricketing back in Shepparton, what's the one best memory that you can think about that just come, springs to mind when, when, when you would have got the call to come down um, to Victoria? What, what would be the first thing that, that, that clicks into your brain when you think of cricket Shepparton? Well, a surprise for a start. Mm. The team of the century when I uh, 
look at the list and then I read that uh, booklet that they put out about it all with Aidan Blizzard and Rowan Larkin and Doyley, Ian Santori and then Norm MacArthur in my day uh, was a great all-rounder. Uh, you know, there's some great players there and uh, I said to my family when I left, well, you never know, I might fluke a place in the side. So <laughs> that's about the story for me. I know Gobbo's got a question for you, Shory, so uh, listen to this one, mate. So, Shory, I've been telling everyone for years you you were the best captain I ever played under and now I've got proof, haven't I, really? <laughs> so that's good. Um, yeah. Shory, you always made us feel really important as a younger player. We, You know, especially I played against you and that was daunting, but then six months later you'd play with you in the Melbourne Country Week team. That was a big thing in Shepparton for 30 or 40 years. And the story I want to take you back to is at Hawthorne, Shory. We'd get to these games and, you know, you gave us an area of confidence, a very wet day, uncovered wicket, I hope you remember this, yeah, at I Hawthorne do. East Melbourne. Yes. And we thought, we can't afford to lose the toss today, we'll make 30 on that. Now, sure, I'd like to take you to take the story over from here. Uh, yeah, we, we were put in and uh, the wicket was that wet that the ball was actually sliding through rather than digging in. And uh, as it dried out, it, it started to slide in. It got worse and worse. And I said to our guys, "We just, you know, you, you sort of got to wait for it. You got to, you know, play off your back football and attack the ball." And as as it uh, started to dig in, it was going sideways. And they put an off spinner on, and he dropped them halfway down the track. And you know, we got a few quick runs. Uh, and then. It was a time game, like all country it was, and our time came up because we restricted. And uh, by the time they got in, it was impossible to play them because it half dried out. It left holes from when it was wet. It half dried out. Balls were going everywhere. I think they made 14, to be exact. No, you're exaggerating again, Shory. Oh, 13 they made, Merivara. Headlines on the Sun Herald next day. Ray McFadge and Cole Edwards cleaned them up. Exactly right, I remember that. Yes, and in the bar after the game, your best friend Neville Crosby, these blokes had made 13 representing their town and they're slumped, you know, and Crosby goes, how you going, guys? Not a bad day. He said, I'm shifting to your town next year as an insurance agent. I don't know who I'll work for because you're all a pack of, you know, not so good people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Neville was always straightforward, you know, straight from the heart. Yeah. Sure. How was the instinct? Like Gobbo told me yesterday, he goes, "You are the sort of captain." And I've I've played many years um, adult students in the, in the last couple of decades, and I know going out to bat, you know, you get the captain trying to sort out a field and all that sort of thing. Uh, Gobbo said to me yesterday that it'd take you two balls to work out <laughs> how to set a field for me and make things really uncomfortable. Like, where did that knack come from? Oh, I don't really know. It's a natural sort of thing. You'd wait. Was it intimidatory? Well, we'd always feel, you know, I always believed in having someone close to bat when anyone came in. I didn't know whether they were really good. I remember a guy who played for Richmond, he went up to Wangaratta, who's a good cricketer, and we sort of crowded him for a start. He made 100 the week day before, uh, 200s a row, actually, and Hooper was playing for us. Uh, anyway, we got him out, boys, threatening him out. It doesn't always work, but... Uh, I'm surprised uh, even in today's cricket where they don't have short legs as much, especially, you know, our pace attack at the moment. But anyway, that, that was that was a theory I worked on. It didn't always work, of course. And when I came up to Queensland, I was 
41 and I decided I'd play up here to try and, you know, meet a few people and that sort of thing and help our business. And when I placed my first field, when I came on a bowl, they reckoned there was something wrong with me. But anyway... (laughs) (laughs) Shorey, now getting off the ground, there's two stories I always like. You're you're multi-talented. You're one of those lucky guys. You can really play pool or eight ball. So... We'd go to a new motel each year for accommodation and you and Youngie would play and Youngie would beat you pretty easily and the publican would walk in, puff his chest out and want to play. On many, many occasions, sure, you, you were able to win that contest against the publican and shout the bar. So we want to thank you for that, Shorey, too. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> that was at Geelong the last time. It was Geelong when it was completely washed out. I can't remember what year. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne Country could country we couldn't go ahead ironically because it was too dry and then the heavens opened we're at Geelong sitting in the uh, pub just saying well the actual river the Barwon River flooded uh, yeah. it was an absolute disaster yeah sure if I can come in here who are some of the better cricketers that you uh, were fortunate enough to play with and against here in uh, Cricket Shepparton oh I always rate Norm MacArthur um he, you know, he is a great swing bowler. Middle, he had two-piece balls uh, then. I don't know what the story is now, but as soon as you got the Melbourne four-piece balls, and it didn't really make much difference to him. He could swing mainly one way, out-swinger, and a straight ball. He could, couldn't get anything to dip the other way, but off a short run, and he was pretty pretty slippery. He, he uh, gave the impression he wasn't quick, but... Uh, it was deceptive in that respect, and as far as batting goes, he was he taught taught well. He taught a lot of kids around the place in his day. He gave a lot back to cricket, very correct. And if you're batting the other end with him, you knew to back up by ten metres because he always tapped it in front of him and tried to break his duck as quick as he could. Never forgotten for that. But a great player and a good fella. Cool. Yeah. So, David, the other thing that I was impressed by, like. Um, last Sunday there when you stood up you still follow cricket, you still love it you're able to talk, give us an overview of cricket today, you know the finances and the income, so you really do take a keen account of cricket still, you're saying Shory that really you've got a better chance of having a professional career in cricket now than when you were playing I think that's pretty right David Oh, yeah perhaps, my, my wife sits here and loves watching cricket as well and she's always hammering me because I'm saying, why haven't they done this and they should have done that and the field's wrong. And, well, that young kid, Chanderpaul, uh, from the West Indies yesterday, the only way he could cut a ball was in the air and we had a third man on the fence. Yeah, they were never going to get there. And I'm saying, why haven't you got someone just behind point? Way went again, bang over point, another four. But, you know, those sort of things, you still... You still think of cricket like that. Would you be willing to captain a side that I'm putting together next year, Shorey? You don't have to do anything. You just have to place the field. Over, think over 70s? Over 70s. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, uh, I'm eligible for over 80s. Yeah. I'll, I'll make my own side. Good on you, Shorey. <laughs> Shorey, you came here with a reputation of being a bit of a larrikin. Can I say, well done. You lived up to that perfectly. Uh, and uh, it was great to see you mixing with all those people that were there the other day. And 
Uh, and I've got to say, a lot of them were in awe of uh, some of the people that were in the room, some of the younger fellows. They were just ecstatic to see some of the old-timers. As it yeah, I think, I think it was a great day. And, and I've said, I said it two or three times there, and I saw him out at uh, Clyde's um, wake at the yep. uh, golf club. And I'm talking about, Daryl, like the work they did to put this together. I, you know, I could just imagine how much time they put to it and... I just say to you, Daryl, if you're listening, absolutely fantastic job, and I think it was enjoyed by all. Sadly, as it was, by a lifetime friend, and he is a, was a lifetime friend in Youngie. That's all. I never called him Clyde. He even said to me once in uh, secrecy, basically, he said, "I don't like that name much." And I said, "That's why everyone calls you Youngie." Yeah, He's a great yeah. fella. He was. Sadly missed. He was. Well said. He he got over you anything more, and then I'll, I'll yeah. Yeah, or just, yeah, well, I saw you at Youngie's funeral too, Shory, and, you know, you two were like salt and pepper when it was in cricket. You got you, the captain, the off-spinner, and Clyde, the keeper. Between you, you could nut things out. And you once you had you two in the team, well, it was a good basis. You could pick pick sides around that. So, yeah. David, as, as a player who played against you, but especially with you over a long period of time, you know, Sunday games and that. I want to thank you for the interest you took in me then. I was only a young bloke, and you did that for many young cricketers. So we want to thank you for that, David, and what a fabulous career you had, and I'm sure you don't think you wasted one minute on the cricket field. And, and David, thank you for what you did for Shep Cricket over a long period of time and the players that you've played and met against. You're, you're an absolute character, and, geez, we love playing with you, Shory. You, you made it good. Well done. Good on you, Gary. Thanks for those kind words. And I'll just, I certainly did enjoy it. And I'll just add to that too, Shory. We at old students certainly reflect on on the great years that you had in that in that era and we, we name our best player of the club every year, the Dave Shaw Medal. So um you know, it's certainly held in the highest esteem amongst uh, all of us at old students and when we see um, the plaudits that you get along alongside, you know, Norm MacArthur and Clyde Young and and I apologies if I've missed anyone else. At least well, that's the problem. I, I've probably done that. There's many others like Ian, Ian McCartan and Tresize and Dalgleish. You know, they, they're all good people and they played hard and they enjoyed it. And Old students back in those days, I know, I mean, we're trying to re-establish ourselves now as a... As a team to be reckoned with, we're just a, we're a young side. We've moved to Kyala. The, the 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 Chapman Oval of that yesteryear of Shep High School is now gone because the the Super School has come in and sort of um, you know abolished all demolished yeah, all I, of that. I had a I had a sad look at it actually. Yeah, <laughs> when I was there the other day. Yeah, yeah, so that's 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 the old hunting ground for you, Shory. Now we've yeah. uh, we've moved to Kyala, but we're, we're certainly moving forward. Best condition the wicket's ever been in at uh, all students now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, hang on, I used to do the wicket. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Good on you. <laughs> uh, excellent stuff, Shory. Much appreciated. Thanks so much for being a part of the show this morning and sort of putting some finality to the team of the century after last Sunday's great uh, afternoon. Um, yeah. We wish you well at your lawn bowls later today and maybe you might snag a, a victory in the horses as well. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Excellent. Thanks very much, fellas. All the best. Good on you, Thanks, Shory. Thank Thanks to Dave Shaw, the captain of the team of the century. That was an enjoyable interview. Gobbo, for you to, to talk, you know, one-on-one with Shory and for you too, Butch, to sort of uh, just sort of wrap things up and, and uh, you know, 
finish off what's been yeah. a big 18 months for you because that's when it started February last year and uh, to last Sunday's event fantastic stuff and then just to get a few more memories with Shorey and Gobbo um, just a great great thing for Cricket Shepparton uh, Cricket's all about uh, memories and friendships uh, and uh, can't reiterate that enough and it doesn't matter what era you played in that's the main reason you play it's a team sport and it's a camaraderie that goes with it and you can make lifetime friends out of it okay moving on to some uh some things that are happening in cricket shepherd the yep. bush bash butch is yeah kicks off next sunday away. kicks there off some nund- next sunday there's some uh interesting players that have been named i did uh, see one in particular that yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see if he gets on the park i hope he does because uh they'll fill the well, fill batting the, the batting gobbo and facing uh yeah. pattinson you'd, you'd, you'd want to be wearing all the padding <laughs> required but there's a lot of good uh young cricketers coming through uh prospective cricketers that are playing in the bush bash and in the leagues uh like that uh, they're playing uh premier league cricket so um, two games next Sunday two, at Deakin Reserve, yep. oh, like one after the other. Yeah. Uh, you'll have the mud, mud Dogs first against the uh, Crushers, and then the Panthers will play the Hounds. Kicking off at? At, uh, I think it'd be at 11. 11 o'clock, I believe. Yeah, at Deakin yep. Reserve. So certainly if you're tuned in um, and reading the Shep News, of course, uh, get around it next Sunday well, morning at 11am down at Deakin Reserve. Be a lot on social media about it this week, yeah. uh, who's in and who's out. Uh, I see James Seymour's signed for the Panthers, which is great news. And they'll follow uh, in that game. Yep. So, And then in a, in, in a few weeks after that, or post-Christmas, they do the other fixtures. Yeah, the, the next game is in January, followed by uh, the last round, Robin, in uh, early February with the final on the 19th of February, I think, or thereabouts. And T20 here in Cricket Shep still getting yes, sorted it through? Yes, it, uh, it's being sorted at the present. Yeah. Yep, so hopefully we'll get some T20 cricket and fixtures yep. up soon yep. and they'll be released and we'll be ready for play january Yep, yep. That way. yep. excellent. All right, uh, player of the round winner. Round one was Mark Nolan, figures of 5 for 19 from Negambi. Round two, good friend of yours, Gary, Gino Saraceno. He doesn't mind talking himself up, does he, Gob? 107 not out. Uh, in round two, uh, after his fail in round one, of course, he's dropped himself down to B grade now, so he's just a he's just a B grader. He's found hey? his niche in he's cricket. Found his niche. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, and I prepared a wicket specially for Gino today, so it'll be right. Yeah, oh, okay. beautiful. Oh, that's right. They're playing at Deakin Reserve today yeah. in B grade, so it'll be good. Jed Wright last week. Well, funny enough, we had him sitting in your chair, Gary, last Saturday morning. Jed Wright from Katandra. Did a very, very modest fella and then went out and took six for 24 uh, in bowling. And he's, he's known as a bat. Like, his bowling is very much – he probably won't part-time. like me saying this, but, yeah, it is, it's part-time. Yeah. Um, but if he gets it right, this is these are the sorts of figures that he can get. Yeah, very talented. Yeah, I coached Katandra for about oh, six evenings, about five or six years ago. Jed Wright, a magnificent eye, can keep, can leg spin. He can do anything yeah, that exactly. And He's also senior coach of the Shep Swans footy, so it's go. all yeah. happening with cricket footy. Natural sports. Yeah. Very good too. Gave some too. good comments last week about it too. Running through the results last week quickly, Cara lost to Kai um, by 111 runs. Well done to Charlie McClay, who got 111. Goodness me. Yamurka won by 25 runs. That was actually a good game between them and old students. Um, but in the end, Yamurka got the chocolates. Uh, Grandel, Mitch Grandel, four for 16. Uh, Central Park got the job done against Nagambi. Plucky Nagambi, nine for 176. Central Parks and Brendan's. Tyler Larkin, 
Uh, well done, 107 not out. And Wakeling, 77. They got four for 255. Katandra won by eight wickets. So they've um, got a couple of wins on the board against Uroa, who have struggled thus far. And there you go, Jed Wright's figures. Got him player of the round, $50 um, voucher from the RSL, six for 24. Northerners defeated Tatura uh, quite comfortably in the end. Well done, Ben Pedretti with 92. Way I. Good win for them uh, against Marupna. We've all talked about Marupna and mm. and uh, who they've been able to get into the club. But Wayi, 161, defeated Marupna, 141 by 20 runs. Um, so some good results there. We've got fixtures. I know, Gobbo, you don't... I'm not sure if you take a keen interest in current cricket Shepparton, but we'll get your tips nonetheless. I'm sure you've um, had a look at some games and you've got some favourites there as well that you might want to tip. I know Butch doesn't mind it as well. We've got six minutes basically till the news to run through today's games. And as I said, a top of 32 degrees this afternoon. Games kick off at 12.30. And the first one we got here usually is the Kent Crosby Cup between old students and Karamomis, two famous clubs that would have come up against you, Gob, at Kyala. Um, a, a ground that you would know very well as well. Who are you tipping in this one? Um, I like old students. I think they've got some young players there that are really developing. And watch from today, Oscar Lamborn, Sam O'Brien. Yeah, perhaps. and you've mentioned a bloke that teaches alongside you that is uh, of a different accent. Oh, yes, uh, Callum. Yeah, he'll be, I'm sure he'll be tuned in. Cal McCabe. He can, he can really play... He's just lacking a bit of confidence at the moment. With I'll put the bat him down, especially. Yeah, yeah, I'll put him down for 50 today. Okay. Well, I'll give him a message after this and let him know the pressure's <laughs> yeah. right on. What do you reckon, Daryl? Can yeah. all students get yeah. the chocolates? I think so. Oh, I was particularly impressed. I watched young uh, Lamborn uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he impressed me. There was some serious heat coming at him, and he um, held his... Mm. That's one thing I have noticed. You together when, nicely. Yeah, that's well yeah. put because I have seen some very good bowlers bowl to him, and for a sixteen-year-old, it hasn't been flustered. He's yeah, yeah. yeah. Takes yeah, so I win. think old students will old win the chocolates students trifecta there. Nagambi take on your Mirka uh, at Nagambi. It's like a bit of a distance derby. That one. It's a fair it trip is. for New all food. the way to Nagambi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose um, the only other one is Kyabram to Yaroa or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, going to tip the home side. I'm going to go for an upset here. I think your Mirka, they're, they're a top three side, but at home, your Nagambi. I reckon they can get the win. What do you think, Butch? Uh, Nagambi, they made an announcement during the week. They've uh, signed that Sri Lankan spinner. So that'll be interesting. That uh, might be up. And it. it could be a very interesting contest, that one. Okay. Gob, what do you reckon that yeah, one? Yeah, I think the Sri Lankan De Silva will get them across the line with Mark Nolan starring. Yeah, Mark Nolan can play and his brother as well. Yaroa take on your boys, both of you, uh, Central Parks and Brendan's at Yaroa. <laughs> Yaroa failed to win a game thus far. They're plucky. They'll, you never know what you can get when you play Yaroa at Yaroa. So a difficult proposition, but I still think Central Park has enough quality, um, you know, in that in that elite level to get them over the line. Boys, what do you think? Obviously, I'm going to be biased yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, I've got to be. Um, Three but no, you never know up, what you can no. do on your home deck. True. Gob? Yeah, Central Park are building this year. They're keen to atone for last year. Central Park. <coughs> okay. Tatura, again, winless for 2022 um, at the moment. They'll take on a pretty red-hot Katandra. They've got Jed Wright flying on all cylinders. You know, six for last week in the first game. He made 60-odd, so he can do it all. He'll probably get some help as well at Howley Oval. So down at Tat, you never know, but I do think Katandra, again, have enough quality in their team to get them over the line. 
tipping yes. an upset here, boys? No, I think Hadley Sirrett, the all-rounder, will will take to Datura today. Put him down for 50, Digger. You know Hadley? Yes. Okay, there you go. Great all-rounder. pressure on Hadley yes. today now that the great man has, uh, has <laughs> marked him down for a 50. Yeah, uh, I, I would think you, Butch? just a bit too much firepower for uh, Tatura, the Katandra boys. Excellent. Uh, this one at Tallygarupna. I talk of Northerners who have taken all before them. They haven't lost okay. a game. They've won all their games, but they come up against a premium opposition today against Wayai in the Bombers. Northerners take on Wayai at Tally at 12.30. If you're around the area, get down and watch that game. That'll be a cracker. I'm going to tip Wayai. But, uh, geez, Northerners are going really well at the moment. And at home, you just never know. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, and just add a little bit of spice. There's a couple of players that transferred over uh, to from they did. Northerners to Wayai. Uh, yeah, I think Wayai might be the winner here. But I've been wrong on three other occasions with Northerners. Correct. Gob? I think it's Brett versus Cleveland. The winner of that wins the game. Okay. There's a, there's a pairing of, 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 of boys at both ends, so... Um, whichever one dominates, Gary, that's who you're going with. Yeah, Fair the enough. family that wins, wins the game. Okay. <laughs> the the um, last game of the round sees Shep United to take on Kyabram down at Central Park. They're sort of home away from home at the moment, whilst yep. Princess Park is not available. Uh, I think Kyabram, um, Mueller, McClay, they've still got enough um, strong names and strong players to get the job done. I think Kyabram win that one, boys. What do you think? Yeah, um, yeah, you would. Uh, Kyabram really stood up and they played well against us. Um, I haven't seen United yet, so uh, I'm just thinking it'll be Kyabram. Yeah, Kyabram, and you know, hats off to Shep United. Had their ground flooded, and I know Butch has organised an alternative ground for them. So let's hope they can do okay. Well, certainly, thank you, boys, for availing yourself uh, this morning. Just quickly, uh, running through the ladder in A grade, sees Northerners on top. Central Park, St. Brendan's in second spot. So the top six is this. Northerners, one. Central Park, St. Brendan's, two. Katandra, three. Numerka, four. Marutna, five. And Wayai, six. Just sitting outside the six is Kyabram, followed by Shepparton United. And then all these teams are winless thus far. Nagambi, Old Students, Karamonis, Uroa, Tatura, all trying to get off the duck this afternoon. Marutna have the bye this afternoon. If you're playing cricket, make sure that you drink plenty of water. Get yourselves ready to go. And uh, enjoy the afternoon. To you, Daryl Butcher. To you, Gary O'Brien. Thank you so much for availing yourself on this Saturday morning. We'll head off to the news with you, Joshy Evans, in a moment. And we'll see you all next Saturday morning with the Numerka Career Club. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter. And tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye. <laughs>